This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Wake up, Maggie. I think I've got something to say to you. It's late September and I really should be back at school. Rod Stewart at 6 o'clock in the morning on the fan. Oh, you didn't know the format changed. <laughs> Dang, <laughs> there, there you go, Mink. No, I'm just teasing you. Um, what prompted re- this? The reason why. Here's yeah. the tie-in, Mink. Okay. Oh, okay. We have guests in studio with us, and you know we love when that happens. Oh, yes, live programming. I love that. That's why I'm here. <laughs> sure I control the situation. <laughs> It's going to be one of those mornings. It already has been. Yes, believe, it has. Believe me, it Especially has been. Especially for you. Yes, it has been for me. Um, part of the focus of our discussion today is going to be in the area of uh, prostate cancer awareness. This past week, Rod Stewart announced that he had had or has had prostate cancer. Um, his announcing that, in a way, probably promoted awareness in a huge fashion to a generation who, when you get right down to it, really, really, really needs that message. And the other day I was just, all of a sudden I was sitting there thinking to myself, wait a minute, Rod Stewart, Maggie May, guess what? It is late September. What a perfect tie-in here. Maybe I'm just brilliant. Okay. Our guests in studio are thinking to themselves, what on earth is this? Where, how did we get into this? Well, our guests are from uh, very interesting backgrounds. Uh, in studio with us, another guest is going to join us by phone on our program. Um, the executive director of Man Cave Health, uh, Jackie Lomtavis, is in studio. Hey, I, I got it right. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that was a lot of pressure on me, but I, I got <laughs> it job, right. Good job, Bob. Good job. She's in studio with us. Um, Joel Nowak is also in studio with us. Um, Joel is a uh, he's a cancer thriver, um, and we'll explain exactly what that means. He's going to talk with us also about uh, some of his efforts involved with uh, an organization called Cancer ABCs, and we're going to be also talking about a major event, a major happening that ties in perfectly with the topics that we are introducing in our discussion today. First of all, both of you, good morning. Welcome to The Fan. Good. Good morning, Bob. Thank you so much for having us here. It's a pleasure. Let's start with a little bit of background, first of all, on uh, Man Cave Health. Um, you know, we talk about the idea of prostate cancer awareness in the month of uh, September, um, 
it's a lot of people are familiar with mention of the topic, but when you get into talking about men's health, it also raises a lot of different issues. And I know that what we're going to be talking about in a way is men's health, I want to say men's health plus, because there's areas where we're going to go in our discussion. First of all, man cave health, a little bit of background on that. Jackie, let's start with you. Sure. Uh, Man Cave Health was um, launched by the Milana Family Foundation after Thomas Milana Jr. was diagnosed with prostate cancer um, at the age of 48, which is very young. Um, And as he was going through his uh, diagnosis and living with a cancer diagnosis, he realized that um, there are just not a lot of resources out there available for men who, um, you know, men just don't simply like to discuss their health care issues. And so Tom, you know, said, we have to change this. And so he really is changing the landscape of men's health. Um, the first man cave was opened um, on January 8th in the Department of Urology at Mount Sinai. And it's a wonderful resource for men to uh, come in and feel welcome and feel comfortable um, discussing sensitive health topics. Um, there's a, It's a huge uh, sports-themed facility. It's It's, you know, got a a 70-inch flat-screen TV on the wall and all kinds of uh, memorabilia donated by all of the major New York sports teams. And it's a place where men can really feel at ease discussing uh, sensitive health issues. So I get the man cave. Yes, uh, it is a man cave. (laughs) Tie-in there. Uh, What's typically been reaction when somebody sees it, that first one? It's been very well received. Um, It's a beautiful state-of-the-art room. And uh, people just love it. They love the idea. They love um, the decor. You know, it's very masculine with its uh, leather seating and, you know, dark paneled walls. There's a coffee bar. You can charge your iPad. Um, it's just a, a sort of a, a place where men can feel comfortable. And there's a certain camaraderie that uh, just sort of takes place naturally when men come together in the space. Okay. It's 2019. Why are we still in a situation, and I'm going to put this out to either one of you, where this seems to be such a hurdle for men to seek so, um, health advice? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that, unfortunately, men have his, have a history of getting a message from young childhood. Uh, men fall down, or bo- little boys fall down and scrape their knees, and and they cry, and what's the message they get? Uh, big boys don't cry. And I think that's the beginning or the genesis of the messages that we have to be tough and we have to be, you know, out there and we can't, uh, we can't feel and, and we can't express our feelings. And that kind of thing snowballs and continues to go on and men have to tough it out. And <clears throat> the reality is by toughing it out, we're not taking full advantage of what's available for us. Um, we're not acknowledging um, the other parts of, of who we are as people. And uh, that means that we get tough. We don't go to the doctor because um, that's a sign of weakness. And men need to understand that they are human beings, just like, every, just like women. And, and we need to understand that we need to take care of ourselves. We have a responsibility not only to ourselves, but we also have responsibilities to our families. And we're just kind of blowing it as men. And we have to start finding ways to get around that and be more responsible to everybody in the world, to our families and to ourselves. 
the reality is, and it's one of the first things that you mentioned to me when we were talking in preparation for our discussion today, one of the realities is that with this tendency of men not to go to the doctor, men die younger than women. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's no reason for it except men bring that upon themselves. And so what we're trying to do is to help men understand that they shouldn't be doing this and then help give them a vehicle where they're going to be able to start changing their behavior uh, and do it in a way through man cave health that's going to be more comfortable for them. Um, we don't need to, to make it a big deal. We just need to do it. I mentioned in introducing you, uh, Joel, that you are a cancer thriver. What exactly does that mean? Uh, it means that I thrive. Um, I, I have five cancers. I am metastatic for prostate cancer. I have been metastatic for 13 years. My first cancer was 37 years ago. And I live my life fully. I enjoy my life. I wake up in the morning and I celebrate that I'm here. And I go out and I do. I thrive. Unfortunately, that cancer is often thought of as uh, it's associated with the word death. Uh, let's be let's be honest here. Mm -hmm. Let's talk honestly. And as I mentioned to you, uh, I had my first cancer diagnosis 37 years ago. And look, I am very much alive and I'm very happy and I'm enjoying my life and I'm doing things and I'm contributing to the universe. And we all can do that. Uh, part of it is mindset. Part of it is some of our genetics. And part of it is being responsible for taking taking care of ourselves and allowing our families to help take care of us. And that's thriving. I don't like surviving. You know, people say, hey, I'm a cancer survivor. Well, a survivor is, you're just kind of getting along. I, I refuse to just get along. And we all should refuse to just get along. We need to thrive. You started an organization, Cancer ABCs. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, basically, we started from the premise that uh, we need to help people figure out how to thrive with cancer. And uh, there are things that we have that I personally have experienced, and I deal with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, mostly men, to be honest. I mean, I do a lot of work in, with prostate cancer, and we kind of sort out a lot of stuff that people do that makes things better, and we try to take those things, extract them, and help other people understand them. And then we, we basically teach these methods. How do you thrive with cancer? And it's, it, there, it, it's teachable. It's, it's learnable. And, and it's a lot of taking control of your mind and doing things that are important. Uh, and uh, and unfortunately, the doctors are not teaching this. The nurses are not teaching this. They're just too busy. And it's not meant as a negative to them. Please understand that. Mm -hmm. um, that they just aren't able to do it. So uh, we have to find ways to reach people and particularly men, because I think men are a lot worse than women. Uh, they have a lot less support. I mean, women have a lot of support that men don't have as far as learning how to, to cope and learning how to thrive. And we are trying to fill in that blank and having had the opportunity of hooking up with Man Cave Health um, has just been fantastic because we're on the same page. We're, we're doing the same thing. Uh, we're working at a little different place uh, than each other. So we have great supplement and it's been a, a, a fantastic experience and it's brought us to having this great uh, event that's going to come up on Saturday, which we really want to share with you. Okay. Now we'll get into in the next segment, really talking in detail about uh, the events and 
you know, the way in which um, basically you're reaching out to the community right. and some of the outreach efforts that there are uh, with that, because that's so important. You know, one of the things that I guess it was Joel had stated this when we were talking before um, our program on air here today. Personal responsibility is really key in this whole approach here. All right, and that's one of the areas I want to touch upon um, in the next segment of our discussion. Around uh, 6.30 this morning, too, we're going to be joined uh, by Tom in uh, this chat. Um, I guess one area that I would think probably would be a real smart thing to mention before we take a pause for um, a few messages and also for Mr. Minko's sports update. For people who are interested in finding out perhaps more about Man Cave Health, how can they do that, Jackie? Uh, you can visit us at www.mancavehealth.org. Uh, we have a lot of great information on our website, some resources. Okay, so it's mancavehealth, all is one word, mm-hmm. .org. Yes. All right. And there's resources there along the lines of some of the things that we're talking about in our discussion today. Um, we will have more with our guests from uh, Man Cave Health, And we'll also get into talking about um, the health fair that is coming up uh, next Saturday. That is all happening this Sunday morning in our discussion here on The Fan. Whoa. Hey, I think there's going to be a quiz a little bit later on today. Well, good morning, everybody. This is Bob Salter. We are in a discussion with our guests um, who were in studio with us. Um, and, you know, we had a, a lively start to our program uh, this morning. The executive director of Man Cave Health, Jackie Lamtavis, is in studio with us and also joined by Joel Nowak. Uh, Joel is a cancer thriver. Uh, he had talked a little bit about his work in starting cancer ABCs and, you know, this leads perfectly into um, part of the reason for our discussion today. There's an event that is taking place next Saturday that ties in perfectly with the things that we have talked about thus far and also where we are going to go in the course of our discussion and our program. And hopefully we're going to be joined just a little bit by uh, Tom Milana in this discussion too. There's a health fair and fashion showcase. Is that the correct way of phrasing this? Men's health fair. Men's, men's, excuse yeah. me, men's health fair and fashion showcase that is taking place on Saturday, the 28th. And it's taking place up in Harlem. Now, just saying that, that pops a whole lot of thoughts into my head. What is the day going to be like? And then the natural question that always pops up for me. What's it like organizing something like this? Um, it has been um, very interesting organizing this event. We're so excited about it. Uh, we have rented out the entire downstairs of Salem United Methodist Church, which is at 2190 Adam Clayton Powell Jr. Boulevard mm-hmm. um, at the corner of 129th Street. I know exactly where it is, yes. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And um, so we have we have partnered with Opco Health Bioreference Laboratories, who is prepared to provide uh, PSA testing for up to 500 men. And I'd like to note that the first 300 men who come in for a PSA test will receive a free uh, $25 Visa gift card. So. Hang on, hang on, for, hang on. For, wait, <laughs> the key word there is free. Free. Everything so is free. First 300, they actually get a gift card. Yes. 
I, I wish when I had my first PSA test, I got that, but uh, I had to pay for it. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So in this case, they're actually first 300 getting the gift card. Okay. Yes, absolutely. And uh, we have a, a host of other um, free screenings. The entire day is free um, mm-hmm. to participate in. We have uh, Boom Health is coming to the event with their mobile van to provide um, free HIV screenings. Um, and then they'll also be providing HIV prevention education materials. Um, we have the Department of Health Family Suite coming to talk about their uh, parenting workshops and a wonderful program that they have for um, that provides free cribs for newborns. Um, we have health education sessions um, running throughout the afternoon. We have free uh, blood pressure checks, uh, diabetic foot screenings, uh, nutrition um, edu- education seminars. Um, it's really going to be a wonderful event for the community. We're very excited about it. You know, as I'm listening to this, one of the thoughts that pops into my head is, in a way, you know, you, this is billed as a men's health fair and fashion showcase, but it sounds almost like it's, I mean, it's designed obviously to draw the community, but there's a family aspect to this too, isn't there? Oh, absolutely, there's a family aspect. And any of the health screenings that Jackie had mentioned, and of course the the five lectures that we're going to be doing and the fashion show that's going to be there uh, are available to anybody from the community, actually anybody from anywhere. You don't have to necessarily come from that, that community. Uh, the only thing we're not going to offer to women are PSA tests because that's very specifically for detection or uh, for prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of the premise that we're coming off of the reason that we've started doing this and we've just expanded it. And we're really excited about how it's just taken off and it's going to be a, a full community health fair, uh, but we're also going to be focusing and oriented towards the men because they're the ones that are really our major target here because they don't have a lot of other options or they haven't been offered historically. I mentioned before we uh, post for our update and messages about this idea of personal responsibility uh, being very important. Uh, how do you go about, I guess, doing the outreach to members of the community and getting that message across? Well, I think it's a constant messaging, and and it's something that can be taught. And we have to take the time and, and break it down for people and give them examples so for personal responsibility, one of the things that we spend a lot of time is, is teaching people that they need to go out and get second opinions, that they need, that doctors can be, can be very great. Uh, on the other hand, having a second mind or a third mind look at the same problem oftentimes brings whole new, new ways to look at things. And unfortunately, I've constantly hear things like, well, I can't go out and get a second opinion because I'm going to insult my doctor. Well, the reality of it is, Today's in today's world, most doctors expect you to get a second opinion, especially if you're dealing with any sort of serious illness. And uh, honestly, from my standpoint, as a cancer thriver, that the day that I think that my doctor doesn't trust their own opinion adequately, uh, that they don't want someone else to look at the same material, that's the day I need to find a new doctor. And I rarely rarely have ever heard that once somebody goes and says their doctor, I'd like a second opinion, that they're going to in any way uh, find that there's a problem. 
So, but that's something where we have to teach people. People don't know that. And that's an example of a lot of things where taking responsibility and doing things uh, is really important. And people don't know they can do that. They don't know that their insurance will cover it. Ah, okay. Now, reaching out in the community, especially in, in Harlem, um, why is it so important in that community? It's really important in that community because African-American men, and, and there's a large African-American population in Harlem, uh, African-American men, when they are diagnosed with prostate cancer, their cancer is almost always more aggressive and almost always more advanced. And the problem with prostate cancer, if it's not caught early, it's not curable. Prostate cancer that is caught early on is curable. Prostate cancer that is caught after it's progressed, it's left the prostate gland, is not curable, it's fatal. People die from it. The people you know, don't realize that prostate cancer is a serious illness. How often have we heard that, oh, you have the good cancer? Well, first, there is no such thing as a good cancer. <laughs> secondly, um, the, sec, secondly um, I've just lost my, my thought, I'm sorry. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's no such thing as a good cancer. And what people don't realize is that prostate cancer is the second biggest cancer killer among men. So you can't tell me that a cancer that, that is the second biggest cancer killer of men isn't serious. So we need to treat prostate cancer for the seriousness that it is. African-American men are diagnosed much later in, in the development of the cancer, and we have to stop that. And so we want to bring these PSA tests, and that's why we've specifically said that the free gift cards will be given out to men who get the first, the 300, first 300 men who get the, their PSA tested. We haven't said that for any of the other screens because we want to make a difference in this community and have people get screened, and hopefully we'll find absolutely no one with prostate cancer, but we want to make sure that, you know, if there is a man there who is dealing with this disease and they don't know about it, that they're going to find out about it and they can go out and get treated and live their life. That's the whole goal here. The hours for Saturday? 10 a.m. until 5 p.m. We'll be there all day long. Okay, so it's 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., and it's Saturday, September 28th, and um, the Men's Health Fair and Fashion Showcase, we'll be talking more about that. Um, we're joined this portion of our program here on The Fan uh, by Tom Milana, um, who is joining us by phone. And Tom, first of all, good morning. Welcome to The Fan. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Nice to have you uh, join us. Um, in your background, you're been an entrepreneur, businessman, philanthropist. Um, you also had had a prostate cancer diagnosis at the age of uh, 48. Uh, that really inspired you in a major change in your life. Would you share with us? Sure. Um, I view myself as one of the exceptions. Um, I was one that since the day I got out of college, I, I went for my annual physical. And because of that, I was able to get my diagnosis early, and, and that is the key. Um, I was diagnosed on April 1st, three and a half years ago, and three weeks later I had surgery, and I was fine because I got it early, and it didn't spread. And 
that was the end of the story for me. And then I was asked to sit on a couple of boards with regards to prostate cancer, mm-hmm. and I learned more and more about the disease. And when I realized that 30,000 men die every year from this, um, I knew something had to be done. And I've had a family foundation for the last 10 years where we focused on raising money for children in need. And I realized no one out there was advocating on behalf of men's health except Michael Milken. And so we started a charity called Man Cave Health. And our goal is to create a better environment that will hopefully get more men to go to the doctor. That That's my vision. Um, the healthcare experience stinks overall. Um, it really stinks if you're dealing with a disease uh, like cancer, any type of cancer. And it doesn't have to be that way. So we've built this really cool space that opened on January 6th uh, on 58th and Madison. And we literally inserted a man cave inside the Department of Urology at Mount Sinai. And it's a place where you can sit in a room, 70-inch television on the wall, um, sports memorabilia for all the local teams. You can have a cup of coffee. You can charge your phone. Um, you can get some work done because we have Internet. And it's just a place that what I feel it just takes the edge off. Um, so instead of sitting in a regular traditional waiting room, like a pack of, you know, a herd of cattle, you know, you can sit in this room and just enjoy your surroundings. Um, and that's what I feel will make a difference. I think if the experience was better, more men would go. And, you know, that's our goal. Um, so we're in the first inning of a long game right now, and we feel we have made a difference in New York. And you can see it on people's faces when they actually um, walk into that room and, and see, you know, where they get to sit for 10 or 15 minutes while they're waiting to see their doctor. And, you know, since January 6th, we've had some great momentum. We have six to eight man caves in the works in various cities. And like I said, we're in the first inning of a long game, and that's kind of what we're trying to achieve. Very first time you walked in and saw that room, what went through your mind? I was actually kind of shocked. Um, I knew it was going to be good. Um, I like to control things. Um <laughs> From, from the day, you know, I guess I got out of school uh, and I started, my, I realized I didn't want to work for anybody. I left this in the, I left this in the hands of Mount Sinai. Um, while my wife and I were very huge uh, in designing it, we really had no control over the process, who the architect was, who the contractor is going to be. And when we walked in for the first time, I was actually blown away. Um, I felt like you... you you know, you walk into a doctor's office and all of a sudden you open this door and you sit down and you're like, there's no way I'm in a doctor's office right now. So I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I was kind of overwhelmed the first time we walked in and saw the complete product. Hmm. All right. Um, Joel, Jackie, you want to say hello, first of all, to Tom? Hi, Tom. Good morning, morning Tom. How you doing? Good. Very Happy well. you joined us. How are you? I'm doing good. My kids are all happy. Wisconsin beat Michigan yesterday, so it's all good. (laughs) You and I are going to have to have a conversation about that because we have some issues. Okay. Sorry about that. (laughs) Me too. The health fair and uh, fashion showcase we were talking about before we uh, moved into the discussion with you, 
Um, we have about a minute here before we have to pause for a sports update and messages. What's that going to mean for the organization? Um, if you're asking me that question, yes. I would love to answer it. Um, it's 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 our next chapter. Um, up to date, all we have been doing is you know raising money so we can build a man cave and so we can provide the space. And this is actually the first time I feel that we're really giving back in, in a big way. Um, and to me, it's a tremendous accomplishment. You know, all the money that we raise enables us to do more of these types of shows. They're not, they're not cheap, right? Um, and this isn't a fundraiser. So this is our first true non-fundraiser event. And I'm really excited about it. I think we're going to get a lot of really, really good press out of this, um, which will lead to you know, more and more man caves and, and these type of events in the future. So I, I couldn't be happier. Um, I'm going under the assumption this is going to be a tremendous success, and, you know, we're going to give out these 300 gift cards, you know, in the first couple of hours. So, you know, only time will tell. Okay. We're going to take a pause in our discussion, come back with you folks, talk more about the work of uh, Man Cave Health, and get into some other interesting areas of discussion. Our guests are with us in this hour of our program here on The Fan. It's Sunday morning on The Fan. You know, I'll be here for that. Yes, I certainly will. We are in a discussion with our guests from Man Cave Health. Uh, Jackie Lamtavis, who is the executive director, is uh, in studio with us along with our um, guest from... um, We talked about earlier in this discussion, described him as a cancer thriver. Um, Joel Nowak, Tom Milana is joining us uh, by phone as shared a good little information about the founding of Man Cave Health in uh, this discussion, too. Uh, You know, one of the things that I was thinking is to talk a little bit about the whole idea of putting this together. What goes into that? What kind of support have you had as well? Well, I I mean, I have to say that uh, Jackie and Tom had already started the process when they got me involved, and, and I'm really excited that they grabbed me and allowed me to kind of ride their coattails. So thank you very much. <laughs> uh, I think it's a great event, uh, but it's, it's, there's a lot of moving parts. Uh, we have a fashion show. Uh, there'll be a fashion show. Uh, we're having nine separate designers there. They'll be showing throughout the day, which is, as you said, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. That's a long stretch of time. It is a long stretch of time, uh, and these designers will be out showing their latest fashions, uh, their latest designs. Uh, We're going to be having uh, five lectures, uh, 15-minute lecture, 15-minute question and answer periods from local doctors, local experts to talk about health and prostate cancer. Uh, We're going to be having all of these screenings. but I have to say that, honestly, Jackie has been the, the real key to putting this all together and coordinating it. So uh, I, I thank her so much. I truly do. Well, thank you, Joel. It's a pleasure working with you on this. And it has been, um, you know, quite an event. It's, it's been quite a process going through it, but we're so excited about it. And uh, we just really can't wait for Saturday. The um, effort in terms of support on a corporate level, Sponsors and the like, who's been backing you? Uh, we have uh, three major sponsors. Well, certainly um, Opco Health Bioreference Laboratories is providing all of the PSA testing, and we're very grateful to them for that. Uh, we have received corporate sponsorships from Pfizer, Janssen, and Dendrion, 
And then we have some other support coming in from TD Bank, Genomic Health, Golden Biotech, and PCRI. And so we're very grateful to all of these sponsors for making this a possibility. Now, let's go back to something, that Tom, that you mentioned earlier. And going back a couple of weeks in um, the course of putting this show together, in discussion that you and I had initially, um, you talked with me a little about this. This idea of man cave health is something that has appeal and obviously, based on what you said, it sounds like has interest in other cities. Uh, yeah, so about literally we opened on January 6th and we had um, we were covered by, I believe, ABC and CBS mm-hmm. uh, local. And they ran it on their national channels, and within a week, probably had five calls from five different um, institutions around the country inquiring about, you know, how do we get a man cave? So about four weeks later, um, Dr. Jamie Landman and Dean Stamos from UCI, uh, Irvine, actually hopped on a plane because they wanted to see it for themselves. And they flew in from California, and, and these guys actually came with their own renderings of what their man cave, what they wanted it to look like. And while our man cave had, you know, a lot of wood paneling and sports, you know, jerseys and bats and baseballs, their man cave, being from California, had surfboards, which I thought was really cool. <laughs> so we're standing in the man cave, literally, and this is when I kind of knew we were onto something. Um, when we were standing in the man cave for about 30 minutes speaking on a Friday, which is the busiest day, because Dr. Tawari sees his most patients that day, he looks at me and he says, this is amazing. And I'm like, what's amazing? He's like, I'm watching these people as they walk through the doors. And, you know, there's men on their own, there's men with their wives. And they come through the door, and they have this distraught look on their face like they don't want to be here. And literally, he's like, Tom, I'm watching them, and they're sitting down. And after five minutes, it's like the edge totally comes off, and their whole demeanor changes. Um, Men are conversing with men in the man cave about sports and stuff like that. And it's like, when when was the last time you saw anyone speaking to someone in a doctor's waiting room? Um... And that's kind of when I knew we were onto something. Um, I feel that environment, that's what's going to lead, hopefully, more men to go to the doctor. And, uh, you know, it took another doctor and me standing in there for 30 minutes to, to realize that. And it was pretty cool. So, so, I, so I was just going to say that one, one thing that we're hoping to use the man caves for are uh, get men together to talk about and support mm-hmm. each other uh, their journey. I mean, we use we do have prostate cancer support groups, and Man Cave is going to be a fantastic place to run them because guys are going to be walk in there. They're going to drop all of their pretense. They're going to be comfortable, and they're going to start dealing with what they have to deal with. So, Man Cave, the the, the caves themselves are going to really provide a great vehicle for us to really help men go beyond just the medical side of it. They're also going to go to the psychological sides. And this whole idea of just getting the process started. Um, And realistically, when you get right down to it, and uh, Jackie, I know you have strong feelings about this. It involves more than just, quote-unquote, the man. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
men's health affects the health of the family, and um, it's just as important as women's health. Um, it's just different. They're two, you know, separate fields of study, if you will, but they are both equally important to the family unit. Very often, the motivator for the, how can I put this gently, reluctant man to go to the doctor is his spouse. Yes, absolutely. We've heard it said that um, women are oftentimes the chief medical officers of the family, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know I am in my house. So. <laughs> Whether they have the white coat on or not, right? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so I do want to say that our goal, though, is to get men to become their chief executive officer. And we can do that. And I think we have to start from the beginning. But the arrival point is when men are the CEOs. So my goal is to up, 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 to, to send you women packing, so to speak. <laughs> Thanks, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, part of that um, goal... I guess, is this whole idea that Tom was talking about earlier of, you know, you get men talking. Because you know, stop and think about it. Typical doctor's office, especially like a urologist's office. You're not going to see two men sitting there having a discussion in most cases. Not without the assistance and the prompting. And that's exactly what the man cave does. And that's exactly what, what we try to do. You will be surprised. Men will do that but they have to be given a safe place, they have to be told it's okay, and they have to be encouraged. And that's what this is all about. Mm. In a way, and I hesitate to say this, but I'm thinking this as we're sitting here talking, in a way it sounds like and seems like such a simple concept. Why didn't somebody do this before? <laughs> Tom, how come no one did this before? Probably the 20th person that has said that to me in the past year on about, you know, how simple a concept, you know, this is and why has nobody done it? I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, um, but I'm glad we were the first. Good for you. That's, that's the approach to take with this. In terms of where you see Man Cave Health New York going and growing, let's say over the next couple of years what's in your immediate future so we're working with um, a large urology uh, firm to open up two more in New York hopefully within the next six months mm -hmm. um, my goal is in New York is to do the next one outside of a hospital uh, when you're dealing with a hospital you unfortunately you know you're dealing with a lot of bureaucracy and certain hours where in, you know, men can go and men can't go. My goal is to open one on Long Island somewhere in a strip mall, um, not associated with a doctor, but a place where an RN could be there, you know, when we're open, a place where a man can just drive right up with no appointment, get some information, get tested, um, a place where guys like Joel can have a weekly support group um, outside, you know, uh, a doctor's, office or hospital you know so i want people driving by it every day because the more people that see it um the more people will you know hopefully want to stop in so those are my goals for new york and the one thing i wanted to point out is 
we started with prostate cancer because it's something that affected me and my family, mm-hmm. uh, you know, right away. But Man Cave Health is about all of men's health, right? Our goal isn't to go on the radio and say, you know, go get your PSA checked and go to Mount Sinai right now. Our goal is to tell men that there's 8,000 plus hours in a year. Take one hour and go for your annual physical, right? That's our message. It's unless you go for your annual physical, you're not going to know what's wrong with you. It's, you know, a simple blood test saved my life, and it came because of my annual physical. So I just don't want the audience to think this is all about prostate cancer. We're out there trying to get men to go to the doctor so they can catch any disease, including prostate cancer, sooner rather than later. And with the approach that is being taken with the event on uh, Saturday, or events on Saturday, this idea of doing outreach in the community or in specific communities, do you see Man Cave Health doing more of that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think uh, we're hoping that this will just be the first of many such events. Hmm. And that's the community that needs us the most. Um, I don't know if you've talked about the statistics uh, earlier uh, before I dialed in, but, you know, one in four of the men in the community that we're going to be in on Saturday is going to be affected by this disease. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, doing things for a lot of people, but no one's out there, in my opinion, really going out there and helping the community that really needs us. That's an excellent point, and we had not actually covered right. that specific statistic. Right. I mean, we had talked, Tom, earlier on about how significant the disease is when an African-American man does get it, uh, but we didn't talk about those numbers, so I'm glad you brought it up. Thank you. Yeah, like that, that's why we're there on Saturday. You know, it's, it's a staggering statistic, right. and, you know, like I said, this is the community that truly needs our help, and that's where we're starting. I think the important word there is that we're starting because I know you and I and Jackie have had some conversations about finding or, or actually we know the other communities that also need this and we were talking about that. Uh, we need to get through this event. It's going to be great. And then uh, on and many more in other disaffected communities. That's, I think, the direction that we've been talking about. Absolutely. And is the community also receptive to having the event are they enthused oh definitely we've had um, a lot of great feedback you know we've had a lot of people say to us that um, gosh you know we've had so many women's health events here and we've never had a men's health event before and um, this is so new and different and everybody's really excited about it right and uh, we've been actually uh, approached by the local cancer center um, and when they heard about this and they have actually participating with us and they're actually sending some of the speakers uh, so uh, there's been a lot of positive community uh, community, invo- community involvement. Uh, we had an opportunity to spend uh, the day up at Harlem Day, uh, where we talked to a lot of members of the community in the street, and the positive response was, "Oh my God, I'm going to definitely go. It's mm-hmm. it's really where is it?" And uh, and I think I handed out almost a thousand brochures in the street in one day. Nice. Nice, especially when you get those two questions: where is it, and when? Mm-hmm. Right. Because yeah, then ab- you then you know people are really interested. Abs- absolutely, and I, actually, I think Jackie, we 
haven't mentioned that we're going to have some uh, celebrity sports guests there, have we? Yes, we're going to have uh, Ray Mercer is joining us for the day, and um, I know everybody's very excited about that. And Herb Williams, also former uh, New York Knicks, so come on down and meet them both. Yeah. So I do you think we're going to be able to get uh, Ray to do his PSA test? Absolutely. I think he's looking forward to it. Right. So join Ray and get your PSA tested. <laughs> Okay, that's Saturday, September 28th, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Location, Salem United Methodist Church, 2190 Adam Clayton Powell Jr. Boulevard, corner of 129th Street. The Men's Health Fair Fashion Showcase running from 10 in the morning to 5 at night. Our guests in studio, Jackie Lamtavis and Joel Nowak. Thank you both very much. And also thank you to, to Tom Milana, who has joined us by phone on our program, chairman of the Milana Family Foundation, founder of Man Cave Health. Let's hope this is a very successful event and certainly the best with Man Cave Health. Thank you so much, Bob. Thank you. Tom, thank you for joining us also. And the web, website, mancavehealth.com. .org. A lot of information there along the lines of things we've been talking about today. Our thanks to Antonio Grillo for our technical direction on our program this morning. NFL preview is along at 7 o'clock at 7.30. Rick Wolf is by with the Sports Edge here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.